0: All things quiet for the Atlanta Braves at the MLB Winter Meetings. Is that a bad thing, though? We'll take a look at what went down at the Winter Meetings. A lot of options off the board, but still a lot of good ones out there for what the Braves need, including Dansby Swanson. We'll talk about the latest on him and the teams who are most interested and wrap up everything from the events at the Winter Meetings. All of that on today's episode of Locked on Braves. So let's get into it. You are locked on Braves. The daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see where I'm covering the game of baseball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter as well at lockedon underscore brave. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube if you're new. Hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell. And thanks for making Locked Braves your first listen of each and every day. Continue to post episodes daily. Throughout the offseason, whether the Braves make a signing or not, we will be here with you pretty much every day through the offseason. Now, there's a lot that went down at the winter meetings. We're going to talk about some major signings, some big signings within the NL East. Nothing from the Braves, but I'm going to tell you why it's not that big of a deal and why it may be the best strategy for Alex Anthopoulos right now. We'll discuss that, and then we'll also get into some of your comments and some other just smaller news items from the winter meetings, also the Braves made a pick in the MI minor league portion of the Rule 5 draft. We'll talk about that pick as well. Um, but let's start with the, the biggest news from the winter meetings. A lot of signings um, that happened, and I'm going to scroll those across the bottom of the page here, and I'm going to go over some of those as well. But the biggest $160 million, the guy bet on himself. And boy, did it pay off! That is some big money for somebody who is 31 years old. Um, that is a big commitment for somebody who's obviously a very good player. Uh, I honestly thought he was going to go somewhere else. I thought he was headed to the Giants, but ultimately he ends back up with the Yankees. You know, everybody hates the Yankees as they should, but I do love to see when a player you know finishes out his career with the team that brought him up, and it looks like that could be the case for Aaron Judge. So good for them. Um, Yankees hadn't won with Aaron Judge, so we'll see what they do and what they look like and what other moves they have up their sleeves. This one, somewhat significant to the Braves just because the Braves were linked to him, but the San Francisco Giants signed Mitch Haniger to a three-year deal worth $43.5 million. So a good deal for Mitch Haniger. That's more than I thought he would get. That's more than I would have Wanted the Braves to give him. I thought maybe he would get a one-year deal for for eight or twelve million dollars somewhere in that range. Maybe one year and an option year. Um, but Giants, you know, possibly because they were in on Judge and knew they were going to miss out on him, that they got Mitch Haniger uh, and gave him a pretty solid deal. That's good money for a guy who hasn't played much uh, in the last several years, has some injury history, uh, but that is another target off the board. Going into the NL East, Mitch, Mitch uh, or sorry, Taiwan Walker signed for five years and seventy-two million dollars. That's insane to me. Eighteen million a year for Taiwan Taiwan Walker. Um, you know the, the money that's being handed out at these winter meetings is somewhat crazy. Uh, the feeling Phillies are looking for quality innings, and I think they're they hope that they get that from Taiwan Walker, even though they're paying. In my mind, a middle of the rotation starter, $18 million a year. But Phillies going all in. They also signed lefty Matt Strom to a two-year $15 million deal to help out their bullpen and be another lefty there with Jose Alvarado. So Phillies have had a, a big winter meetings getting Trey Turner, Tywan Walker, Matt Strom. I got to think they're just about done uh, this offseason. I think anything else for them at this point is just icing on the cake. Uh, they're into the luxury tax uh, right now, as well as Phillies or the Mets are pushing $300 million in terms of payroll. Yankees went up there as well with the signing of Aaron Judge. Speaking of the Mets, though, they did find another pitcher in Jose Quintana. They signed him to a two-year, $26 million deal. Uh, so that replaces one of their guys in the middle of the rotation with Walker obviously gone now, going to the Phillies, and Chris Bassett still a free agent. Joel Sherman reported that they are still on uh, Kodai Senga. So it looks like maybe they're still looking for another pitcher. Again, they're still just trying to replace what they lost from last season. And part of that is Jose Quintana. Mets also traded for lefty reliever Brooks Raley. He's been really tough on left-handed pitchers. One of the best over the last three years. So a pretty good trade for them as well to help out their bullpen this one came in late on Wednesday. Masatake Yoshida, an outfielder from Japan, signed a five-year 105.4 million dollar deal with the Red Sox. That's including the posting fee. Uh, I was planning on doing, you know, a part of a segment at least talking about Yoshida and why you know he could make some sense for the Braves. High contact bat, a really good hitter from everything we see over there. Wasn't really sure what his market would be, never really know with players transitioning from Japan to the States. But Red Sox take care of him, take another outfield target off the board, and seeing what he got, I don't think the Braves would have gone to that length anyway and that type of commitment. Old friend Kenley Jansen gets two years and $32 million from the Red Sox, who also had a big Wednesday. A good deal for Kenley Jansen. Um, again, once the Braves traded for Iglesias, it just kind of seemed like the writing was on the wall. That Jansen wasn't coming back. They weren't going to have another $16 million reliever out there. So good for Kenley. He gets another two year deal or $16 million a year, which is what the Braves paid him for one year. Um, so pretty pretty good deal for Kenley Jansen in his 35th, uh, as he's now 35 years old. Another big signing Cardinals signed the best catcher on the free agent market in Wilson Contreras to a five year, 97.5 million dollar deal so a really solid signing there for the st louis cardinals as they get their new catcher with yadier molina finally hanging it up john this is going back to yesterday josh bell signed a two-year deal for 33 million with the guardians solid deal for the guardians um, if josh bell could actually play outfield i would have really liked that deal but i don't think he can at this point in his career um, but still i like josh bell you I know, mean, that's a solid signing for the Guardians. Andrew Heaney signed a two-year $25 million deal with the Rangers and joined Jacob DeGrom in that rotation as the Rangers continue to try to go for it. Cubs signed Jamison Tyon to a four-year $68 million deal. Cubs looking to turn things around there in Chicago. And then Cody Bellinger, also with the Cubs, got one year $17.5 million. That, to me, seems a little crazy. It's just one year, so you can go with that higher AAV. You know, I said I would feel comfortable getting Bellinger on a one-year $8 million deal as high I would go on him if I were the Braves because I think there's a chance he just becomes a a left-handed bench bat for you and a a really good defensive outfielder. Uh, But the Cubs signed him one year, $17.5 million, hoping for a rebound there with Cody Bellinger. So a lot of moves made at the winter meetings. We may still see some more trickle in. I'm kind of trying to keep up with Twitter. If you see something, let me know in the comments. But the lot of big moves happening at the winter meetings, which is what you want. You want to see things starting to get pushed along, see some activity, which will make make everybody else kind of get going as well. But the Braves did not. We didn't see anything from the Braves, not even a really small move. Um, but I think that's okay. I think I said it coming into this offseason. this Braves roster right now, if you go into spring training is ready to contend. It's a contending team. Any moves made this offseason are just to supplement what's already a really good roster. And I think this could be the smart approach for Alex Antopoulos, especially seeing the money that was thrown around at some of these players at the winter meetings. I think playing things slow, waiting things out could be the best strategy for Alex Anthopoulos, And I'll elaborate on that a little bit here next. The numbers don't lie. The last decade, over 4 million have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. Super customizable. It's not a situation where you have to purchase things you don't want in order to get the things that you do want. The system integrates well into your home and it's easy to self-install. No need to have a technician come out and schedule an appointment to mess up your day and then have them install a bulky unit in a place where you don't. Want it that messes up your home. It's very useful for security and peace of mind, but also for helping you make sure everything is secure each day. It can move with you even after you install it. Just remove the elements and take them with you to your new place. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash lockdown mlb. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash lockdown mlb to learn more. There's no safe like simply safe. So I understand if some of you may not agree with what I'm about to say because it is disappointing to go to a winter meetings and go through a winter meetings and not see your team do anything really of significance, but I'm honestly okay with what rather did not take place at the winter meetings. I feel like Alex Anthopoulos, Probably did a lot of just talking, feeling, and I talked and I said this coming into the winter meetings. I feel like for Alex, this is more of just getting feelers out there. Is there a potential suitor for Marcelo Zuna? What is the situation there? Dansby Swanson's getting married next week, so you're not expecting much movement with him at all. We only saw one of the big shortstops get signed here, so that market you know still pretty open. At the moment, anyway, Um, there were some rumors with Xander Bogarts on Wednesday. So I'm not worried. The fact that there's a bunch of these signings going on, a lot of big signings, a lot of signings within the NL East, but those contracts just seem insane to me. There's a lot of money being given out. Philly's spending some stupid money. Um, Now, I think they're going to be a really good team. Obviously, they just went to the World Series, but those contracts are pretty absurd in a lot of ways and contracts you may not want to find yourself in a couple of years from now so I'm not really all that worried or upset even that Alex Antopoulos and the Braves didn't make any significant signings at the winter meetings what I've liked them to yeah it'd have been a lot of fun it probably would have made me uh, get out of the sick bed last night and record something Um, but I still, think like there's, I still think there's plenty of options to be had, and I'm going to talk about that t- in tomorrow's podcast. I'm going to talk about what's left out there to fill the Braves' need after the winter meetings or their needs after the winter meetings, and then on Friday we'll do a mailbag podcast. But there's still plenty of time. There's still plenty of options available, and there are always great deals to be had in January. I mean, every year we see it, we get to January, and there's still this player that, nobody can figure out why they're not signed and they end up having to take a short-term prove-it type of deal, which is what Alex Anthopoulos loves to do. So I think there's going to be a lot of guys who who get passed over for whatever reason and I think we see Alex Anthopoulos take a chance on one of those guys. I think Michael Conforto might be one of those guys who's looking for a prove-it deal after not playing at all last year and perhaps you can get him on a, a one-year deal or one year with an option, maybe an incentive-laden laden kind of deal. I think there's certainly going to be opportunities like that out there to improve this ball club. I also think if the free agent route, isn't the way to go and perhaps they are trying to stay under that luxury tax. I think the winter meetings was probably the perfect place for Alex and to see who is available is a Willie Adamas available. I've been saying for a while, I don't think that he is and it's starting to sound like he's not, but who else could be available at the shortstop position or the left field position. We obviously heard rumors of Brian Reynolds wanting to be traded. So I think he probably did a lot of searching the market to see, okay, if we can't sign Dansby, we can't sign one of the big shortstop free agents. We can't get Andrew Benintendi. We can't get one of the big outfield options. What are some trade possibilities that are out there? And I, I believe that's a lot of what Alex did at these winter meetings is just doing his homework, seeing what's available in case he needs to pivot if some of these free agent signings don't work out. I will say this, and I kind of had this conversation with uh, somebody on Twitter. I do think a decision needs to be made on the Braves' shortstop of the future this offseason, and it seems like it's either going to be Dansby Swanson or Vaughn Grissom. That seems like the two choices right now. That pretty much are the two; those, those are the two options right now. I think that decision has to be made this off season. And if it's Grissom and he's ready to start there in 2023, great. I don't think he is. And I don't think they would do that. So do you go out and get a stopgap? Mark Bowman's tweeted a lot about, you know, Elvis Andrus being a possibility. I don't hate that. Um, I wouldn't love it as long as it's a stopgap, you know, solution while you try to groom Von Grissom to become the shortstop either later in 2023 or you know maybe even in 2024 if he needs that long I really hope it's not that long I hope it's a situation where they feel like they can put him in AAA, let him continue to work defensively for a couple of months and then bring him up, you know, hopefully if he makes some improvements and feels like he's ready. I'm okay going that option if they feel Von Grissom is the shortstop of the future. If they don't they need to sign Dansby Swanson. I don't want to pay him $25 million a year. I don't really want to go over $20 million a year for Dansby Swanson. But I do feel like the shortstop position, the future of the shortstop position, this, this core is too good. This talent is too good. And you have them locked up for so long. I feel like you can't go through another offseason or through this run and not know who your shortstop is. So I think that needs to be decided this offseason. Like I said, Dansby's getting married soon. I wouldn't expect... Any decision, you know, maybe for a little bit on Dansby Swanson. All right. And then lastly, at the winter meetings, the Rule 5 draft, nobody taken in the MLB portion by the Braves and more importantly, nobody taken from the Atlanta Braves in the MLB portion or the minor league portion, which may just speak to to the level of prospects that the Braves have right now. The Braves did take Domingo Gonzalez in the minor league portion, 23-year-old right-handed pitcher out of the Dominican Republic in four minor league seasons, a 432 ERA, a 1313 whip. That's 1.313. Uh, 285 and two-thirds innings, 309 strikeouts, 3.6 walk per nine, 9.7 K per nine. So good K rate. Reached AA last year but pitched just three innings there, so that's the highest level he's pitched. Mid-90s fastball and slider, You know, starting to work his way into a reliever-type role, and obviously that's the arsenal that you want. For a reliever, so that's really all the Braves did at the uh, at the winter meetings. They took somebody in the minor league portion of the Rule Rule Five draft. They took Domingo Gonzalez. All right, next we'll look at your comments. Some other other some other smaller news items from the winter meetings, and we will talk about that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including NBA, MLB, NFL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So just a couple of the quick smaller news items from the winter meetings I wanted to, to bring to your attention. Dodgers and Rays have interest in Andrew McCutcheon. I only bring this up because I love Andrew McCutcheon. Um, I don't know what he would offer the Braves necessarily at this point in his career, but I feel like it would be a great clubhouse guy if you wanted to get somebody cheap and bring him in that, Perhaps you could put in left field and you could, um, you know, you could platoon uh, with Eddie Rosario, depending on what the contract is, obviously. But I just thought that's an interesting name I hadn't really thought of, but definitely would love him in the clubhouse. Love Andrew McCutcheon. The Yankees signed Tommy uh, Canley to two years, 11 and dollar deal. So relievers coming off the market a little bit. Pirates got Yarlan Garcia and Vince Velasquez. Velasquez got a one year, three point. One five million dollar deal. Old friend Jace Jace Peterson got a two year deal with the A's. Good to see that for him. Mitch Diaz got a two year, 14 million dollar deal from the A's as well as they look to upgrade their infield. Orioles signed a minor league deal with Nomar Mazzara. Uh, I think that's a pretty good move there. I wouldn't mind getting him on a a minor league deal. See what, what he could do. A big left handed bat. Pirates got the first pick in the 2023 MLB draft uh, through the lottery, first ever lottery in MLB. And so the first 10 picks are Pittsburgh, Washington, Detroit, Texas, Minnesota, Oakland, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Colorado, and Miami. Um, Hopefully the Braves don't really have to worry about the MLB draft anytime soon or the draft lottery. I hope they worry about the MLB draft, but hopefully they're not part of that lottery anytime soon. But I think it's a pretty cool system for Major League Baseball. I mentioned kind of briefly earlier, it looks like rumors on Wednesday were that the Red Sox could potentially be close with Xander Bogarts would take another big shortstop name off the market. And then I just wanted to briefly mention the latest on Dansby Swanson. This is coming from Mark Bowman of MLB. He tweeted out, not long before we started recording this, that the Cubs, Cardinals, Twins, and Red Sox are among the teams interested or that have shown the most interest in Swanson so far. Um Obviously the twins we know are in on Correa. We know the Red Sox are in on Bogarts. Uh, the Cubs are a team that a lot of people have mentioned as a potential option for Dansby Swanson, his soon to be bride plays in Chicago. I don't know how much that plays into it because I don't know how women's soccer's deal works. and If she could be in Chicago, how long, but, Um, those are the four teams that Bowman mentioned that had shown the most interest in Swanson. Um, Cubs probably scare me the most. Um, I think Cardinals too. I think either one of those seem like a really good fit for Dansby Swanson. Um, But hopefully he still comes back to the Braves. All right, going to look at some comments, questions from the chat section real quick. Apologize, may not hang around too long tonight as you may be able to tell still a little bit Under the weather, apologize for not putting out a podcast um, yesterday, but just not feeling great at the moment. Uh, Lone Wolf says, hopefully they're working on something big. Um, I would not get my hopes up right now. I honestly, at this point, think it's it's Dansby Swanson or perhaps they look at a mediocre upgrade in left field, Uh, but I would not I would not. I would not get my hopes up thinking they're going to do something huge this off season, but I trust Alex Anthopoulos as the thumbnail for this video is going to say, "Trust the process." Um, Anthony Hood said, "I see the Cubs in Boston looking at Dansby." Um, Paccavelli uh, says, "So it's safe to say they're solely concentrating on Dansby." I hate, I, won't, I wouldn't say they're solely concentrating on Dansby but I do think Dansby is kind of holding up what they do next or what they do at all. Um, And that's why I say the winter meetings to me, because I don't think there's going to be any, any movement on Dansby's side right now. I think the winter meetings for Alex Anthopoulos were more to just see what other options are out there in case Dansby does sign somewhere else. Where does Alex pivot? I think that's more of what these winter meetings were for Alex. Um, See, uh, what is AA doing? We need some moves. I would not make the moves just for the sake of making moves, and I keep saying this point all week. The Mets and Phillies are trying to catch up with the Braves. I can put these teams on paper side by side, even after all the moves they made, and I can make a case for the Braves still being the best team on paper. Um, Anthony Hood says, Hopefully, the Braves will go ahead and re sign Duval. Uh, I think that's certainly something that they could do. I wouldn't hate. Um, let's see. Me says Braves are waiting on Dansby, but also I think AA is letting these teams spin big, and he is going to scoop someone up for cheap later in free agency. Uh, that's kind of what I started off with or talking about with slow playing it. I think there will be some good deals to be made later in in the offseason. Uh, it is tough to sit back as a fan. I um, had somebody uh, reach out to me on Twitter, let me see if I can get this name really quick. Um Matthew Ruiz, uh Maverick, um, in the comments here, I believe, uh reached out and asked, would it be disappointing if the Braves did nothing this offseason? Yeah, it would be disappointing from a fan's perspective. I want to see my team go out and and be active. But as I said when the soft season began, this roster right now could go into 2023 and be a contending team. I fully Believe that, but I also don't think they're not going to do nothing. And they've done things already to try to improve the depth of the bullpen, at least. Um, Leslie Anderson says, I believe if the Braves don't re sign Dansby Swanson, they'll sign a big name player. Maybe Brandon Nemo. That's really the only option out there offensively. Him and maybe Andrew Benintendi that I could see the Braves going after that would be a, a big signing in free agency unless they went out and got one of the other shortstops like Xander or Correa, but I don't know. For me, I just feel like it's Dansby-Swanson or look to the trade market. Um, PJ says, Phillies are making moves. That's a lot for Turner. Yeah, it it certainly is. Um, JL says, honestly, I'd rather have a good left fielder that hits for average than have Dansby. I would disagree with that just because of the defensive aspect of it. I think it's very important to have a a great defensive uh, player at shortstop. Lone Wolf says Mets are linked to the Japanese pitcher. I believe that's Kodai Senga. Um, if they get him, I'll officially be worried. So then it would be what? It would be Scherzer, Verlander, Kodai Senga, Jose Quintana. I mean, it's, it's good. Uh, I think Freed, Strider, Wright, Morton couldn't match it. Uh, if they pitch their best and pitch like they're capable of, I think they could certainly match it. Um, Anthony Hood said Braves could get Elvis Anders. I feel like that's a potential backup option. I'm not saying it's their first option. They want Dansby Swanson, but I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. I would still, if they do that, would love to see them go and get something significant for left field. Um, Josh Ghetto says, if the Braves miss out on Dansby Swanson or Correa signs long term with Minnesota, can you see us trading for Royce Lewis? Um, be honest, I haven't paid much attention to Royce Lewis lately. I'm not sure where he is um, in terms of being ready for the big league level. Obviously, you know he's a big, big time prospect uh, when he was drafted in the first round in 2017, um, and he did. He got a, okay, so he got a cup of coffee last year, 12 games. Um, Hit 300. Uh, I mean, I don't know, because what's that going to cost you to give up, you know, a top prospect, one of the twins first round pick? You think they're just going to give up on that? Uh, And what would the Braves be able to offer them? I feel like the Braves would have to offer them something at the big league level. Um, And he is still considered the twins second best prospect. Uh, maybe the twins need pitching, you know, maybe they would take on an Ian Anderson and Kyle Moeller and maybe a Justin Henry Malloy. Again, I don't, I don't know what, what all it would cost. I would imagine the cost is pretty high him being their second highest ranked prospect. But again, I think Alex is certainly checking what's available and if that were an option, I I feel like he would probably at least take a look at it. Um, Coach K says we're acting like we're cheap. Go check the numbers. They're not acting like they're cheap right now. They have one of the fifth. Uh, they're a top five payroll right now, as they said they would be. I mean, I don't know that they will be that in the end if they don't spend anything else, but uh, they're not being cheap, that's for sure. Um, says with uh, Mike Soroka returning next year, the rotation is set. They need to address shortstop left field and get rid of Azuna. That coming from Joe Reese. Um I do feel like the rotation is set. I've said that from the very beginning. I would not be shocked at all if they don't sign anybody for the rotation this offseason. Focus on upgrading or f- focus on finding out who is your shortstop of the future. That to me is the biggest key for the Braves this offseason, as well as trying to get rid of Ozuna. Um let's see are we making Kenneth Clark says, are we making moves now? I got somebody in the, uh, in, in my minor league portion of the rule five draft, um, sports living live in the ATL Braves said they're spending money yet. Didn't do anything while losing players in the Phillies and Mets got better. Braves have spent money. It's the most money they've ever spent. And the Mets and Phillies are trying to catch up with the Braves. Uh, I get it. I understand. Um, I want my team to go out and make a big splash, make a big move. I think they're still just waiting on on Dansby. Um, whatever Dansby's decision is going to be, I think that'll really get the ball rolling for Alex Anthopoulos. And I don't really think anything has been done so far, or anyone's been signed or traded so far that really messes up anything else that the Braves would have done. Um, Michael Long says, Jake McCarthy, a good possible fit for left field Arizona could part with an outfielder. We talked about this a little while ago, and we looked at the left field options for the Braves. I do think the Diamondbacks have some potential options, but again, those are trades, and the Braves are going to have to give up something from already a thin farm system in order to do that. Um, Joseph Olson says, really doesn't feel like the Braves are in contention for Dansby anymore. He's going to get more, way more elsewhere. I'm starting to get that feeling as well, and I hope it. Alex Antopolis is getting that feeling that he really is starting to pursue other options, most likely via the trade market, because I don't think they're going to spend what it takes to get Xander, and they're definitely not going to spend what it takes to get Correa, I don't think. So Alex Anthoboulis knows better than we do. And if he got that feeling, I really hope that he's looking for alternative options. But it is starting to look like maybe the Braves are stuck on 20 million a year. And I think Dansby could get 23 close to 25 million a year, especially with the deals that were being handed out at the winter meetings. Um, Mark uh, Coxwell says, I like Dansby that some team is going to overpay for what he brings to the, to the table. I'm again, kind of feeling that same way. I love Dansby Swanson, but I would not feel comfortable giving him over 20 million. But again, with the money that's being thrown around, maybe that is the market value these days. And, Uh, but I just looking based on his entire career, giving him over 20 million a year seems like a stretch. Um, Jason says, let's go get Will Myers. When he was an all-star, he reminded me of Dale Murphy. I like Will Myers, but I think he's a platoon option at this point. I don't know that he's an everyday player, uh, but I would like, um, I would like Will Myers as an option. Um, Miguel says, why did they say they're going to be a top five team in payroll? That's a lie. They actually are. If you look at the luxury tax right now, they are a top five payroll team. But again, I don't know that that's going to stay. And if they're not going to go into the luxury tax, then that would be a lie. Now, the quotes that I've seen says that they're going to be a top five payroll in the coming years. So I think that's the way they kind of get around it. If it doesn't happen this year, then they will be in the coming years. Um. um all right, I think that's all the questions, comments. Again, apologize uh, for being a little under the weather here tonight. appreciate you sticking around with me. I uh, appreciate all the comments and questions as always. But that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Follow me at Ball. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen. Go make your second listen Lockdown Sports Today podcast where they talk about the biggest stories of each and every day. Again, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the Lockdown Braves Podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotzulius, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake War, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.